欢迎来到 Mandarin Slang Guide (MSG), the Chinese learning podcast that tastes great and probably isn't all that bad for you. I'm Josh Ogden Davis, bringing you some words and perspectives that aren't in your textbook. All right, guys, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. Okay, I'll give you the bad news first. The bad news is I. I'm not actually a Chinese teacher. I know I've been doing a Chinese learning podcast for months, but it's all been a lie. It's a sham. I'm not a Chinese teacher. I know that when you hear me make mistakes in Mandarin, you think, "Oh, he's such a great teacher. He's such a pro. He's making mistakes on purpose so that we feel comfortable to make mistakes." But no, that's not it. I actually make mistakes all the time, and I'm not the person to be teaching you Mandarin. But the good news is. Today on the show, we have someone who's not only a Chinese teacher, but someone who has founded a Chinese school. And her name is Emily Wong, and her school is Go East. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hi, Joshua. I'm good. Are you good? I hope they're good. I can't hear them. You know, I talk to them a lot, and they never talk back to me. It's the strangest thing. I feel so lonely sometimes. I know who Emily is because I actually take classes. From Emily's school. That's right. My teacher works for Go East, and we have Zoom lessons twice a week, and that's all thanks to Emily. I knew about them when I lived in Shanghai. Is Go East just in Shanghai, or is it in other places too? Oh, we're not just in Shanghai, Joshua. So Go East is a Mandarin school,、uh, both in Shanghai and online. So a、ah. lot of students are actually learning from us、uh, globally. So you're everywhere,、ah. literally. Everywhere. Very nice of you saying that. But of course, you're one of the top students. <laughs> okay, okay. We need to calm down now. We're going to get stuck inside the compliments. <laughs> so, what Emily and I are going to talk about today is some of the most common problems that Chinese learners face, and we're going to break it up into the problems that beginners have, the problems that intermediate learners have, and the problems that. Expert learners have, but before we do that, I want to talk with Emily a little bit more about Go East. So I'm wondering if you can tell me what is Go East and what makes it different from other Chinese schools. I think in a way, Go East is very similar to all those passionate professional Chinese schools.、Mm-hmm. Like we care a lot about teachers, teaching quality, curriculum design, and then how effective students can learn. If I would say the different, which makes、uh, Goist、uh, a bit outstanding, is we try to do everything a bit better than the standards.、Mm. Uh, because our goal, the goal of every Goist teacher, is to make Goist to be the top choice for Mandarin learners、mm. all across the world. Yeah, one of the things that really attracted me to Goist was not only that it was close to where I lived in Shanghai, but also because you had a variety of different programs that weren't just like classes or HSK classes. You had events where people could come and watch movies, and you already had plans for doing classes online if you wanted to. And so this, this variety of stuff was very appealing to me. But from a personal angle,、mm-hmm. how did you get into teaching Chinese in the first place? To be honest,、uh, this might be the least job I wanted to choose when I graduated. <laughs> yeah,、uh, because like my mom, she is a Chinese teacher, like、uh, for her lifelong career,、mm-hmm. and I I was always so jealous of her students because she always put her students ahead of me.、Hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to be a teacher. It's so demanding. But somehow, like.、Um, 
when I choose my major in university, I choose like teaching science as second language. But at that time, I thought it was more a diplomat major.、Mm. I didn't realize it was so related to education.、Mm. So in graduate school, I choose to switch my major. But like her,、uh, it, it's interesting. Like her,、uh, because I gave up a very good job and、uh, decided to further to study in Fudan University, which made my dad super mad. <laughs> so he decided to cut me off financially. What? So I had to be independent. I had to make money,、hmm. and at at that time, Fudan University is looking for like a young lecturer for beginner Chinese course,、mm-hmm. and they found my background was very suitable. And then, like, I got into teaching Chinese afterwards. And、uh, ironically, I love it so much, maybe as much as my mom. Huh. So it runs in the family. I didn't know that you were a second generation Chinese teacher. But then, after you got into teaching, you didn't just stop at being a teacher. You co-founded Go East. What led to that? Oh,、uh, so like you said, I'm I'm the second generation, so I did have some talents in teaching, probably. So my reputation was、mm. very good. So not only the universities,、mm. actually, at that time, a few、uh, multinational companies like reach out to me because their C-level managers are looking for. Personal trainers,、mm. and they wanted some very high quality teacher from the university,、mm-hmm. and I started doing that because the pay was good at the very beginning.、Mm. Then I was really fascinated about how those people they're really kind of there's language barrier and the culture barrier between them and the whole market. Although they're a, a super good leader, but it seems there's such a barrier for them to really. Break down the barriers with their team members,、mm. or with the the China market.、Mm. So I really see the needs, and I don't think I can do it just by by myself.、Mm. If you have a team, it can be more powerful, and it can actually make a difference. Yeah. So you've really interacted with Chinese learners at different levels and in different ways. And before we jump into our analysis of the problems that different Chinese learners have, I wonder if you have. One piece of advice that you think all Chinese learners, like we all are, should keep in mind. I think I want to tell everybody who's learning Chinese: don't be afraid of having an accent or making mistakes,、hmm. because they're just signs of bravery and courage. Ah, yes, I like it. Well, let's shift the focus over to all those brave and courageous people out there who are either beginners, intermediate learners, or expert learners of Chinese. Starting from basic learners, Emily Wong, master of Chinese teaching. What do you think are the biggest problems that beginning learners run into? So, like we've seen a lot of beginning learners、um, for the language level, it's like.、Uh, When you're a beginner, people notice you're a beginner very quickly,、hmm. and not because you're you're using simple words or like you're you're like speak very slowly. Most of the time, it's because you're choosing those very textbook oriented words,、mm. and people notice, oh, you're a newbie because you just sound like a textbook.、Mm. I think textbook are definitely a very good foundation and starting point for any learning. But afterwards, you need to go into the real life. You need to really see the the living language and to really make yourself sound like native speaker from the very beginning. What are the things that people say that make Chinese people go, "Ah, ha ha! You're a beginner because you sound like a textbook." Are there、uh, any specific words or phrases? Yeah, it is actually the, the most、uh, popular three examples. The first one is actually 
你好吗？你好吗？Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or if you say it very quickly, 你好吗? It's still like people got you. Aha! You're a beginner. So you're saying that people don't really say 你好吗 very much because I hear 你好 all the time, but mm-hmm. the ma is rarely attached to it. You're right. 你好吗 is such a, a good structure to introduce the very basic sentence and structure in Chinese. So most of the textbooks mm. use it a lot as an introduction part, mm. but actually it's kind of like really translated from English directly. It's not part of the real life, uh, real greetings in China. Mm-hmm. So people don't really ask, how, how are you doing, 你好吗? Like people can, can say hi, like 你好, or 早上好, or 早, mm. but afterwards we don't really do those small talks like this. Okay, so if I find myself about to say 你好吗? And then I have a split second where I'm like, no, I have to say something that sounds more natural. What can I replace it with? If I want to have that sort of, how, how's it been? How, how's it going for you? If I want to have that conversation, what can I say? Oh, so the most native way is actually, if you really want to know how is, is it going for you, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually say, uh,你怎么样? So you just replace 你好吗 with 你怎么样? 你怎么样? So you... What's up? 对,你怎么样? Nice. What else do we have? And then if you are you haven't seen this friend for a while, you can also add like 最近忙吗? Ah. 最近忙吗? 最近忙吗? So are you busy lately? Uh, 最近, recently, 忙, busy, 吗? Question mark. Mm-hmm. 最近忙吗? Yeah, I think I heard this a lot when I was working in Beijing. This is something that co-workers ask each other a lot because you're in a work context. And so talking about how busy you are is kind of a common way that people connect. Yeah, very true. And then if you just met somebody who are who are not friends yet, like just acquaintances, mm-hmm. uh, you, you will casually greet with them with like, oh, 去哪儿? Or in southern China, 去哪里? 去哪儿? Oh, right. So, 去哪儿 and 去哪里 are the same thing, only, like you mentioned, in the north, they like the r, mm-hmm. and in the south, it's more of a 哪里. Mm-hmm. So, what are you asking when you ask this? 去哪儿? It sounds like, go where? It's like, where are you going to? Like, if you just met somebody uh, in the, uh, like, for example, the lift, and then, or you, mm. you ask, like, uh, are you going to work? 你去工作吗? It's more of like when we, mm. uh, the small talks between Chinese people are more of like to indicate uh, the future, the very near future activities and to show you really mm. care about them. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I love that because that's, some, that's a thread that I've noticed in a lot of Chinese conversations where like in English we'd say, how are you? And it's more of a general question about what is the status of this person? But a lot of Chinese small talk is about specific things that you have done. Like uh, everybody knows... Like, have you mm-hmm. eaten? And also, uh, you don't really care where they're going, but the stereotypical thing to ask about is activities. What's up? What's happening for you? Where are you going? Yes, very true. It just Chinese people are focusing more of specific activities, like, 你吃了吗? Now I'm extremely embarrassed because this is the beginner level question and you just gave me a light bulb moment, a eureka moment. So I guess I'm a beginner. Who knew? It's refreshing. <laughs> All right. So if you see somebody and you find yourself about to say 你好吗? You can quickly go to 最近忙吗? 
You've been busy lately, or、mm-hmm. 最近怎么样 How's it been lately? Or if you really don't know them and you're not really trying to start a conversation, just be polite. You can say, "Ah,、oh, 你去哪儿哎，你去哪里 Something like that. Yes. Excellent. Aside from 你好吗 what else do we have? Oh,、uh, the second one actually it might be a bit surprising <gasps> as well. It's actually 再见 I use 再见 all the time. I'm such a beginner. <laughs> 再见 actually literally it's like quite good, right? Because see you later. But we we do have a bit of like a more native、uh, way of saying that.、Mm. Like if you're with your colleague, you could say like, "Ah,、uh, 明天见 right? 明天见明天见 So 明天 tomorrow and 见 is see. So it's literally see you tomorrow, which makes sense for a coworker because、uh, if there's no pandemic, you will see them tomorrow. Yeah, or you can say 回见回见回见 How would you explain 回见 Because this is the 回 that looks like two boxes, one inside the other, and it means return.、Yeah. So how does 回见 work?、Uh, literally means I'll see you when I return. So it actually means see you later, see you in a moment. Yeah, so like see you when I get back, but it's not specifically like you wait here. I'm gonna go do a thing, and then I'm gonna come back, and then I will see you. Like it's not that specific, right? It's just like sort of a general、mm-hmm. 回见 very casual sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, very true. And then,、right. and then there's a very native colloquial one. You just tell them like you're leaving, and that's、mm-hmm. a very casual way of saying goodbye as well. You just say, 走了走了走了 Hmm. So this is like a, between you and a good friends. This will be a good one. It's quite casual, relaxing. Yeah, 走了 Hmm. Yeah, it's part of that tendency for when two people become very close, you start to ignore all of the. Pleasantries like the thank yous and your welcomes and see you later's.、Uh, whereas in I've discovered in American culture, at least you need those things always to help people understand that you appreciate them. But I found that in Chinese, often being too polite pushes people away. Whereas something like "zola," like I'm out, I'm、mm-hmm. leaving. Yeah, that makes、and、people feel like, oh, this person's comfortable with me. This person is not walking on eggshells with me. You can just say, ah, "zola," and、mm-hmm. he's gone. Yeah. That's a really good observation. Well, thank you. Yeah, and then the the biggest problem is actually with texting on either WeChat or email.、Mm-hmm. Like those kind of situations, you will never use 再见 in the end.、Mm. It's actually a bit rude. Let's say like it's like you almost feel like somebody shut down a door in front of you <laughs> when you're texting them, and they say 再见 <laughs> Like yeah, this is just like the the worst worst、uh, to use 再见、huh. So in this kind of situation, you can use like a Next time, like talk to you later. Next time, ah,、uh, next time. Ah, 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 next Or something like that, right? 对，是的，非常好。If you say 我睡觉了 and I say 再见 I, it almost kind of feels like, oh, you're gonna sleep, then I'm never gonna talk to you again. Bye. <laughs> Very vivid, yeah, just like that. And the last one I want to share today is like this one. This this would be ultimate one. I think every beginner makes this mistake. Ah,、mm. uh, it's the overuse of the word 请 which means please 请、uh. Yeah, I know every of you want to be very polite in uh like foreign environment in front of your friends, but actually we rarely use the word "qing" in occasions. 
So like instead, we'll use this one. It's very popular. 麻烦麻烦哎、欸，hold on. What what does 麻烦 mean literally? Literally means like a, a trouble. Like a like implies I trouble you to do something.、Mm. So it's fair plight.、Mm. So the perfect example would be like like in a restaurant, you want the waiter to please give me the menu.、Mm-hmm. Like you say, 请给我菜单 That's very robotic.、Uh. You would say, 麻烦给我菜单麻烦给我菜单 Ah, so 请给我菜单 literally, please give me menu.、Mm-hmm. But you're suggesting that 麻烦 Gay wo taidan trouble you to give、mm-hmm. me the menu. That sounds more natural.、Oh, that's very native. Yeah. Okay. And then, like,、uh, for example, if you say like,、uh, "Excuse me, move out of my way, please."、Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of situation, you would say, 麻烦你让一让麻烦你让一让ah, 麻烦你让一让 So, 让 means to like to let you go past. Yeah, to let you go past. Trouble you to let me pass, which is hilarious because if in English I directly translated that trouble you to let me pass, that would be absurdly formal. Whereas you're saying "qing" in Chinese often sounds absurdly formal instead. That's true, and you will need to replace it with 麻烦麻烦 All right. So those are the problems that the beginners often have. They use these textbookies、mm-hmm. words, if you will, things like 你好吗再见请 which people don't actually use very much in conversation, and it's easy to fix. You just switch out for any of the words that we just mentioned. Cool, got it, love it. Let's move on to intermediate learners. What problems do they usually run up against? So actually, like、uh, to go to intermediate, you really need to give yourself like a applause for moving up to intermediate. It's not an easy job. Congratulations! Yay, you did it. <laughs> and then in this way, you can actually do a lot of conversations, and people like talking to you. Yeah.、Hmm. But the thing is, like、uh, you talk like a like a teenager or even like a child in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> That was so harsh. You buttered them up, like, "Oh, you did it." So good! Congratulations! Wonderful! You sound like a child. <gasps> oh, but like that's the reality, right? Like you can express yourself、mm. by the words、yeah. uh, you choose or the structures you're using. It's very simple. It's like a、mm. uh, like child talking, and you have to face that.、Mm-hmm. But there are ways to fix that, and it's pretty easy as well, as long as you are conscious of less problems existing. Yeah. So, what sort of things make you sound like a child in Chinese? First is like your choices of words. You stick to those kind of simple words because you're so comfortable with that.、Mm. But what, when you're an adult, you actually you have a variety of words you can、uh, use, right?、Mm. This is the time you need to pay attention to synonyms in one conversation. You use different ones instead of stick to just one. Okay. Are there any words that people really tend to? Use a lot instead of using synonyms for. Yeah. So in intermediate, while you want to say I really something, beginner will use a lot of 非常 or 很 That's okay.、Oh. And intermediate people would try to use like 真的 like a lot 真的 Yeah, because it, it feels better than I 我很什么什么我真的怎么怎么 It feels better, but、mm. you, if you're overusing that. Like that's not a good sign. Yeah, I get the feeling that 真的 Literally meaning real, but also used to mean really. I get the feeling that foreigners in general 
use this a lot more frequently than Chinese people because really is something that we use in English so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. But the frequency with which we say really is much greater than the frequency with which Chinese people say jenda. So if you're one of those people who always says jenda all the time, and I am jenda one of these people, what should you switch it out with? What synonyms do we have? So those are more advanced ones, and that's the intermediate level, actually. So you can switch it to words like 实在, 实在. 实在. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 我真的喜欢你. Oh. Like uh, switch that to 我实在很喜欢你. 我实在很喜欢你. Mm-hmm. I think 实在 literally means real, because the 实 is the one that means real, and 在 also... To be here, existing. So it really means real world, practical. Yeah. yeah. So it means like really, indeed. So don't say... I'm really very hungry. You should say, I am truly too hungry. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. And then the other choice could be like, Like, I really can't do it. And this is the same. And also has a similar meaning. So these are really just synonyms for real mm-hmm. yes. in a way. Yeah, so that's why you, you need to have a variety of choices of words to mean the same thing, so you can use it like in different uh, sentences and occasions. Excellent. Yeah, and the other ones try to uh, avoid using those simple words like always like 是的,是的,是的,对,对,对,对. Oh no, I feel attacked. I do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and those ones, you have a, a great choices of words as well. You can say, ah, oh, 有道理。有道理。有道理。有道理。has reason, mm-hmm. has logic, 有道理. Yeah, which means it makes sense. Mm. It makes sense. Yeah. 有道理. 有道理. Yeah, so if someone says something you, you agree, you will not say like, oh, 是是是是是, mm. You say, oh, 有道理. 你说的有道理. 你说的实在有道理. 你说的有道理. You said, so the thing that you said, 有道理, makes sense. Or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Really? Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that, that's the first problem that intermediate learners have, is they have these things they say all the time, but they're overly simplistic, so they sound childish. Things like 真的 or 是的, 对对对对对. Mm. So we should replace these with better ones. But she mentioned that intermediate speakers also have an another way that their childishness shines through. What's <laughs> that? Yeah, the second one is like, uh, when you speak, you use like simple, short sentences. Like, 我很好, mm. uh, uh, um, and then like uh, you, you just like use sentences and sentences, mm-hmm. but you can use more conjunction words to really connect sentences from sentences. Mm. So you don't have to be independent sentences. Right. So you sound the whole meaning is more wrapped up and the flow is better. So that's one mm-hmm. thing you can work on is like try to collect a lot of conjunction words and see how to apply mm-hmm. in your like daily conversations and scenes. So, for example, if you want to tell somebody a story, mm-hmm. so you want to show the sequence of the time or the story, mm-hmm. this would be a perfect conjunction word you can use. You can use 开始的时候, mm. 开始的时候, when it started, 开始的时候, and then blah, blah, blah. 后来, <laughs> later on, uh-huh. uh, 后来, and then you can uh, continue with 再后来, 再后来, mm. um, and then mm. afterwards, something happened again. 再后来, mm. And you can end with like 最后, 
lastly, 最后啊、uh, uh-huh. ，so try to use kind of those words to connect sentences from sentences. Yeah. Okay, I'll make a very simple example. 开始的时候我很喜欢，后来就一般，再后来不喜欢，嗯，最后我走了。<laughs> So at the beginning, I liked it. Later, it was just so-so.、嗯、More later, I didn't like it, and in the end, I left. 不错的例子 So do I sound?、Uh, I sound professional, right? Not like a child, right? <laughs> you don't have to answer that. Yeah. So that's one example, and the other one is like,、uh, which are more?、Um, those ones I think are more popular, like when you learn it, but it's a, a bit harder for you to apply in real life.、嗯、it's things like, uh, 虽然但是不仅而且 Mm. Like those ones, it sounds a little bit formal. Actually, you really need to use it because it connects your sentences. Yeah, in English, we have a phrase I love saying: "She speaks in paragraphs." It means that when she's speaking, you get the feeling that she has a complete idea and she's explaining it to you. And the opposite of that is someone like me, who's just sort of spitting out words as fast as they can, hoping they'll eventually get to a point. So you're saying if you use these structures, like "kaisher de shahal." 然后，再然后，最后 ，it gives the listener the feeling that your thoughts have a structure. Yeah, exactly. You know, like how how kids like they speak whatever they want to speak, right? Spontaneously,、mm. but like adults, you kind of like really organize your language, and that that really reflects in the structure of the、uh, of your paragraphs of your scene as well. I think you're being very generous to adults. <laughs> I think a lot of adults don't really get to do that.、Uh, but anyway, so these are the problems that the intermediate speakers have. Either they will overuse simple words like "genda" or "shuda shuda shuda," or they will not use complex sentence structures like "suiren dan shu," even though they really should.、Mm-hmm. Okay, now what about the "gaoji"? The high-level students. What problems do they run into? Um, like I don't want to damp your enthusiasm, but <laughs> 高级学生 tend to have the most、uh, problems, and all their problems are so different. So in a way, like experts are unique. Haha.、Uh, just because they have so many different experience. Yeah. Oh,、uh, but there's some like based on our over a decade of experience, we do find there's some like、uh, common ones. Maybe we can just share two here today.、Mm-hmm. The first one is like,、uh, as an expert learner, you've already know so many expressions, and especially some are、uh, we call it like fixed expressions, which are like、mm. super good. But the other thing is like,、uh, those fixed expressions they have their styles,、uh, they have their background behind it.、Mm. So some can tend to be quite formal, some tend to be quite colloquial,、mm. and、uh, when those people are using those fixed expressions, it's just feel weird because you choose the wrong style. So it seems like pretty much any time I want to say but, I can probably use 但是 and it's fine because that's a low level expression.、Mm-hmm. But these high level fixed phrases have very specific cultural contexts to them, and so it's easy for people to use them in the wrong setting or at the wrong time or to the wrong person. Or like people can still get your meaning, but they will be like, uh. Okay, like, 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 let's continue. <laughs> you have been so nice and smiling and cheery this entire conversation, but when you said "uh" just now, I think I saw the real Emily Wong. Like there was a lot of contempt there. I, I, I appreciate it. I think like、uh, 
when you're with your teachers, they're the, the nicest, right? Because like they just want you to make progress. They want to encourage you. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like real native Chinese people on the streets, they're the one with the highest standards, right? Right. They want you just talk like them. Like my mom and me, when we speak to like foreign students, we're very nice. But my dad, as a doctor, mm-hmm. he just don't give them any break. He would like, you have to follow <laughs> me. You have to speak just like me all the time. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I feel like there's a whole progression that happens. Like if I just started learning Chinese and I can say, ni hao, people just lose their minds because, oh my goodness, this foreigner can speak Chinese. That's awesome. But mm-hmm. the better you get, the harsher people are at you because like, oh, he knows some fixed phrases. He knows some Cheng Yu, but he's using it wrong. How dare he? He thinks he's good, but he's not. Like there's there's sort of an inverse relationship there. <laughs> but that's also like a, a motivation as well, right? To make you be more perfect. Yeah. And that's why after 10 years of learning, you still like want a professional instructor to help you to move those ahead. And that's great choice. Yeah. <laughs> Says the person who whose company I'm paying to make this choice. <laughs> but hey, I, I think it was a great choice. Uh, so let's get a specific example of one of these high-level phrases that people often use in the wrong context. Yeah, not necessarily the context is um, completely wrong. But like, for example, you know some words like a little very colloquial, like mm-hmm. the word 胡说八道, mm. 胡说八道. 胡说八道. Yeah, how do you explain that? So, hu shu actually means like talk about something random. Mm. And the ba dao is like you say something in eight ways. Mm. So, it means like, hu shu ba dao literally means like talk na- nonsense. Hu shu ba dao. You're just spurting a whole lot of hu shu, a whole lot of nonsense. Yeah. So, this word is like quite easy to understand the meaning, right? Mm. By the way, it's like when you use it in the conversation, because it's a very colloquial fixed expression. So, mm-hmm. you need to use a whole sentence. Uh, in a very colloquial way as well. So hmm. if you just say ni hu shuo ba dao, that that's very harsh. Hmm. We don't really like that kind of harsh expression. So you will use it like kind of like ni hu shuo ba dao xie shen ma. Oh. And you also use like those kind of like uh, the ah, uh, uh, those kind of words to soften your tone. And it can become like a joke between friends or just to tone it down. Yeah. So instead of just saying hu shuo ba dao, talk nonsense, you say yeah, something like that. So, ni, you, hu shuo ba dao, spouting nonsense. And then, xie is the, means some, right? Like, yi xie, some, several. And then, shema, what? Ah. So, instead of just saying, hu shuo ba dao, that's nonsense. You're saying, what are you nonsensing about? Basically, ni hu shuo ba dao, xie shema ya. People say that to me all the time. That's why I'm good at it. <laughs> uh, hopefully, like, let's show. Hopefully, at least this episode is not Hu Shuo Ba Dao. It's not. I finally have a professional teacher here. So it's this is the first show that's not Hu Shuo Ba Dao. <laughs> and then the other one, like, uh, one example is like, San Xing Er Yi. Ooh, I love this. Uh-huh. Literally means three hearts and two meanings. San Xing Er Yi. So actually, it means like you're not focused, you're not concentrated. Mm. And people like this word, but also like uh, they, they don't really know how to use it in a real situation. Like they will say like, oh, mm. So it, it's okay, but like it's it's just like not the... Because is also a very colloquial word. So you want to go with the mm. whole structure with it. So you, usually mm. you will say, 看你这三心二意的样子怎么了? 
Ah, 看你这三心二意的样子，怎么了？啊、ah, ，so 看你这三心二意的样子 means I see the way you look distracted or unfocused.、Mm-hmm. And then you followed up with a 怎么了 ？What's up?、Mm-hmm. So instead of just saying, 哎，你三心二意 ，Hey, you're distracted. <laughs> you should say, 哎呦，哎呀，哎 ，You seem distracted. What's up? 看你这三心二意的样子，怎么了？嗯哼，是的。Okay, so the trap that a high-level student would fall into would be to learn san xin er yi and then go use it directly without putting it in a sentence like this. Yeah, and the other trap, which is like very easy to fall into, is like you learn so many popular words from the internet, which is very cool、uh-huh. and very modern. Those things also comes in context, and you, you if you、uh-huh. just use this word like、uh, like by itself. Uh, it's kind of、mm-hmm. like her, you you just present this word. It doesn't really help you to make the conversation more、uh, humorous,、uh, more fun.、Mm-hmm. So I know you have you have a few favorite words. Like、uh, for example, you, you like <laughs> the word 不明觉厉不明觉厉 right? That word means yeah. You 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 can explain that. That's your favorite word. 不明觉厉不明觉厉 So 不明 means not clear, basically,、mm-hmm. yeah. and 觉厉 Jue is from jueda, so to think or to feel something, and li is from li hai,、mm-hmm. awesome. So it means I don't understand it, but I think it's great. Yeah, it means like because I don't understand it, so I think it must be great. Ah, yeah, yeah. and that's perfect for me because I don't understand anything, <laughs> and everything looks awesome to me. So let's just only use in the style like, wow, this you also know, this is what. Wow, you 让我不明觉厉啊。Like somebody make you have that kind of feeling. Ah,、uh, 你让我不明觉厉啊。Uh, uh, 这个事情让人不明觉厉啊。啊、uh, ，Yeah. 啊、uh, ，让人 makes people or 让我 makes me 不明觉厉 feel like it's awesome because I really don't get it. 对、uh. 对 ，Yeah. And I know the other favorite word you you like is 斜杠青年。<laughs> so what is a 斜杠青年？斜杠 which means slash, so、mm-hmm. 青年 means young young person.、Mm-hmm. So this young person has a lot of slash in his title.、Oh. So which means like you're a writer and a slash, you're a musician slash, you're a language lover slash, like things like that.、Mm. So it means somebody has a lot of hobbies or、mm. has done a lot of things, so earns all those titles. When you say it that way, I feel like you are a 斜杠青年 because you had other careers and then you. Became a teacher and then you became a a lauban. <laughs> I think overall, I still deep in my heart, I, I'm most probably to be a Chinese teacher. So 斜杠青年 also is like you would say like ah, uh, you you can say Joshua 真是一个斜杠青年啊啊、uh, Joshua 真是 really、mm. is 一个、mm. a 斜杠青年、mm. He's really one of those slash youths or one of those sort of stereotypical millennials. Just does a lot of different things. 他真是个斜杠青年 Yeah. So overall, I think for like expert learners, it's like you you actually can really acquire a lot of words, pick up words easily from TV shows, from internet, from anywhere.、Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like all those words, if it's fixed expressions or、uh, popular words from the internet,、uh, it's not just about the meaning. It's about a style. It's also like kind to show the、uh, the humorous part, a sense of humor 
are for Chinese people as well. Mm -hmm. And you need to present it in a way which is like a, a full sentence, mm -hmm. or you add something like a witty behind it. Mm -hmm. Like it just can't go with anything. It has its own specific situations and contexts to use. Okay, so that's the main problems faced by the three levels of learners. Let's review them. I'll see if you remember them. I mean, obviously, I remember them. I mean, I'm the host of a podcast. I can do literally anything. But I'm going to test you to see if you still remember all of these. For example, for the low-level learners, they use the, the sort of textbookish Chinese. They say things like ni hao ma, and they overuse zaijian or qiang. So if I see my coworker, what can I say instead of ni hao ma? Should I answer it? Yeah, this is a test. Oh, I saw you, you were asking the audience. Oh, no. They're not on the call. Okay, yeah. Oh, so you will say, 最近怎么样? Yeah. What about 再见? Uh, so you will replace that with 明天见,回见, mm. or just saying, I'm leaving, 走了。走了。What about 行? Uh, you will replace that with 麻烦,麻烦。all right. Now, if I'm an intermediate person, my problem is that I can express a lot of ideas, but I express them in very childish ways. I would overuse a lot of words, things like jinda. What can I replace jinda with? You can replace jinda with All right. And they also have the problem of having a lot of words, but only being able to form very simple sentences. So what sort of conjunctions can we use to string our sentences together more intelligently? So those like you can really choose a bunch of ones you, you really like and try to stick to them. But here we have two good examples. When you're telling stories, you can use 开始的时候怎么怎么怎么样 后来怎么怎么怎么样，然后怎么怎么样，再后来怎么怎么样。Mm. And the other one is like when you want to say but instead of just using mm. 可是但是不过, you can use this more advanced structure. 虽然什么什么什么，但是什么什么什么。Yeah, so think ahead, form a full structure in your mind, and then use all these connectors more appropriately. And lastly, for those high-level learners who are learning very high-level fixed expressions, we often run into the problem of not being able to use them in a good linguistic context that matches the feel of the word. For example, spouting nonsense, how can we say that? Mm, yeah, she gave me a thumbs up, uh, which you couldn't see because you're not on the video call. But it gave me a great sense of accomplishment. Okay, so there's a few expressions like that, that are very koyu. They're very just sort of spoken and casual, and they work better in a sentence. There's also some internet phrases like uh, If Can you just point at someone and say, ah, Oh, you would say that with like, oh, 你真是一个斜杠青年。嗯,你真是一个斜杠青年。all right. Well, now that we've solved all the problems for literally every Chinese learner of every level, and it only took us less than an hour, I'm very impressed. Thank you so much, Emily, for spending time with us. And here at the end, if people are interested in this and they want to find a Chinese teacher, whether in Shanghai or anywhere with internet, how can they get in touch with Go East? Yeah, thank you for providing that, uh, Joshua. So I guess the best way to reach out is like to visit our website and see about our programs and leave us a message. So our website address is goistmandarin.com. 
goeastmandarin.com. All one word, I assume? Yes. All right. Yeah, so goeastmandarin.com. Goeastmandarin.com. Mm. We all actually have a, a great uh, YouTube channel to teach you how to use different words in real situations and with the, mm. uh, the structures in a more natural way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can visit our YouTube channel, which is also Ghost Mandarin, that would be great as well. Yeah, you should definitely check out that YouTube channel, which is Ghost Mandarin, because funnily enough, the there's a, a female host and a male host for most of the videos. And the female host, Ellie Liu, is the teacher who was assigned to teach me online classes. So she's my Chinese teacher, and you can see her on YouTube at Go East Mandarin. <laughs> All right, well, thank you again, Emily. Uh, I'm so excited I could be a part of this show. And you know what, Emily? So are we. That's all the MSG we have for you today. If you want more, or if you want flashcards, or if you want to join our groups, just find us on Facebook or WeChat as MSG Podcast. All one word, lowercase, MSG Podcast. If you want to go check out Go East, again, that website is goeastmandarin.com. And hey, if you're thinking about taking classes, check it out sooner rather than later. I think they're currently recruiting for their next round of classes and recruitment is going on until early next week. So don't miss it. Check it out right now. GoEastMandarin.com. Thanks again to Emily for taking the time to chat with us. And a very special thank you this week goes out to Jinda. Jinda, it's been great, but it's treasure time for a new word. And last but not least, thank you to you, the listener, for listening. I love it when you listen to this podcast. So until next time, 再见, 再会, 再聊. Bye-bye.